0: We had the the daunting task of introducing her first allergen. What is your suggestion, Kath? Normally, when it comes to to introducing allergens, you know, because obviously each baby is different. So, what is the general guideline?
1: But definitely, by the age of six to seven months, we want the child to be exposed to all their allergens. Okay. And the reason for that is because it actually protects them from developing the allergy. The more risk there is that the body's going to really panic and see it as like the equivalent
0: of a virus or bacteria and will then create an allergic type reaction like when i said to to my mom kyla's granny that i was um, going to be introducing allergens she was quite shocked and thought you know sure that's very early it was like the longer you delay it the better because you know um, you don't want them to have a reaction so it's a completely different sort of way of doing it nowadays. And Kath, what's the best way to start? So, you you know, we know that there's um, different allergens. When are we starting with? How much do we give again? How often do we give? Um, what's the guidelines in terms of the allergen introduction? So...
1: Everyone, welcome back to Let's Talk Baby. Um, we're so excited to have you join us today, and myself and Sammy, my co-host. Oh, it's always wonderful to have these chats with you, Sammy. So nice. It to is. You. Thanks, Cass. <laughs> um, we miss Jenny. She's our other co-host, um, but she will definitely be on again soon. And she also misses us when she's not here. Um, So, if you've been following us on Kyla's weaning journey, um, you would have come across some really interesting and great information. So, last week we spoke about how to go about introducing solids and how do we start and what are good foods to start with. So, we are so excited to hear how Kyla's first 10 days of solids have gone and how
0: she's been doing thanks Kath. yeah so we we started our solid journey after um chatting to you and um, like i had said uh in our previous podcast uh, we went with the combo approach of baby led weaning um as well as traditional um, spoon feeding of purees and uh, Kyla took to to both methods really really well so she, she was really receptive to to both um you know interacting with the food and squishing it and bringing it to her mouth but as well as us feeding her with a spoon and um, so we've, we've kind of just stuck with that and, and went with that and um, we followed your si- uh, suggestions of introducing a variety of different seasonal fruit and veg um, and you know Kyla in herself is a is a social butterfly she was very receptive to to the food and um, we did start on once a day but we quickly moved to, to three meals a day because she actually just was so engaging with it and really enjoyed it and um, you know, we felt that we could add in more opportunities for her. Um, but having said that, you know, depending on our schedule, there's been the odd day where it's been really busy and we've only managed to fit in one meal a day, sometimes two meals a day. So it it really has varied. Um, and that's been okay. You know, we didn't change her, her milk feeds, like you said, that's going to be her um, main form of nutrition and the solids are just for practice and exploration. Um, And yeah, and then, and then we had the, the daunting task of introducing her first allergen. So we did that, um, uh, at around after about a week um and again you know we'd she'd already had little tastes of of our food and when i was eating a pear I, as mentioned in our previous podcast gave her um it to taste a little bit and then obviously we started with the weaning Um so i'd like to say she's she is accustomed to the the solids journey and again she's taken really quickly to it so we felt that she was ready to to introduce the allergens um now already yeah what is your suggestion Kath normally when it comes to to introducing allergens you know because obviously each baby is different so what is the general guideline
1: so the general guideline is I normally say to parents once your baby has experienced about 10 to 15 different seasonal fruits and veggies then it can be in the form of a taste it can be in the form of a play just a bit mm-hmm. to their mouth can be in puree form so it's just having that variety then I would really suggest going into into introducing the allergens. If your child is a high-risk allergy child, like in Kyla's case, where she's already got a cow's milk protein allergy diagnosed, and we know that we wanted to get her going and actually expose her to the allergens, um, then we would do it fairly soon on Mm -hmm. starting the follow journey. Um, if your child hasn't really got any risk factors so dad or you don't have any food allergies, because remember you also have got sensitivities and challenges with food and your guts and that. So that was also another exactly. reason why we got to expose her quite early. So yeah. but if if a parent listening today, they don't really have any major food allergies. Um, then, you know, there's no really like panic to get started with the allergens. But definitely by the age of six to seven months, we want the child to be exposed to all the allergens. Okay. And the reason for that is because it actually protects them from developing the allergy. And I think Mm -hmm. it's really important to understand that, that withholding an allergen is not actually protecting them, but exposing the allergen tells the body, this is okay. It, It is new. It might feel like an invader, but you're going to be fine. Whereas when mm-hmm. you the longer the time you withhold it from your baby, the more risky is that the body's going to really panic and see it as like equivalent of a virus or bacteria and will then create an allergic type reaction. So we really do encourage early exposure to the allergens.
0: Amazing, because I think, you know, delayed exposure is quite an old school sort of um, following because I know like when I said to to my mom, Kyla's granny, that I was um, going to be introducing allergens, she was quite shocked and thought, you know, sure, that's very early. Um, you know, back when, when I was weaned, it was like the longer you delay it, the better because, you know, um, you don't want them to have a reaction. So it's a completely different sort of way of doing it nowadays. So I think that's super important. Is the is the research behind why we're we introducing allergens?
1: Yeah, and I think there is such good research. So it's not just a nice idea; it's not a thought that we've had. It's when yeah. we had the advice, and I also raised my eldest on the advice of delaying allergen, you know, introduction. And um, luckily, mm-hmm. when the eldest came along, with the research had already started changing. So. Yeah. Um, but basically, we were told like not to have allergens during pregnancy, not to have mm. allergens during breastfeeding, and then not yep. to introduce these allergens. And what happened is there became a worldwide epidemic of egg and peanut allergy, particularly. Mm. And everyone stood back and went, this is not a good idea. This is not working. And we thought it would work. We thought it would eradicate the small amounts of egg and peanut allergies we had out there. And yet, it's made them way more and way right. bigger. So then over five years, they did an extensive study looking at at the different ways of introducing and into early introductions showed the biggest protection against allergens, and that's why Amazing. with um, with your little one's journey, we want to get those allergens in, and right. we want to expose, and with all babies out there, we want to expose, and we want to get those allergens introduced early.
0: Absolutely. And Kath, what's the best way to start? So you you know, we know that there's um different allergens. Maybe you can touch on the main ones and and which one do you start with? And like in you know, let's in Kyla's case, you know, what which one are we starting with? How much do we give again? How often do we give? Um, what's the guidelines in terms of the allergen introduction?
1: So it doesn't have to be a huge amount, firstly. So let's look at the top allergens. So as I mentioned, egg. Peanuts, mm-hmm. so in the form of peanut butter, obviously we don't want it to be unsafe and make sure it's a safe peanut butter. There's a lot of press out there around nut butters at the moment. So mm-hmm. you want to make a reputable brand of peanut butter. Um, and then your tr- other tree nuts. So your mm-hmm. other tree nut butters you get these days. So you don't have to go and crush macadamia nuts. Or that. So you, <laughs> you actually can, can get some good brands of that and just introduce it in that form. And then fish. Is another mm-hmm. allergen that we would like to introduce, and then we would like to introduce wheat, so that those so those would be like our top. And then obviously the other very important ones are soya and casal protein. Now, if mm-hmm. Kyla didn't have a casal protein allergy, I would have started probably with casal protein because it's a gentle, mm-hmm. and those babies already have exposure to milk protein. And um, whereas with her, we've removed it for the reason that it was causing her so much. Um, you know reaction and distress mm-hmm. and she was a very unhappy baby and sore baby and yeah. she, you know didn't keep giving it to her and had to protect her gut like that so her journey of introducing the protein is going to be different and so we're not going to yeah. talk about that today obviously because we're not there yet with her but yeah. with, with with babies out there who've managed to have been on a standard formula or mom's breastfeeding and she's managed to continue consuming cow's milk protein and soya, no problem, then it's absolutely fine to introduce those on your allergen journey of introduction. I always like to get big allergens out the way. I like to know that my patients are, you know, have tried the biggies, the ones that Mm -hmm. cause, you know, the worst kind of reactions, which is your egg, and your peanuts, particularly, then followed by your tree nuts, followed by your fish. So those are the top that are potentially could cause, you know, quite severe reactions. Yeah. Um, yeah. The important thing I think to remember is that, that the reaction is going to be fairly mild the right. first time you introduce it. So I don't okay. know how you're thinking about introducing the first allergen. And whether it scares you or whether you just chill, and trust in me. I don't
0: know. <laughs> <laughs> so is that, I think, I, I mean, I, again, super blessed to have you on this journey with us. So I know that like, you know, I trust you explicitly and, and, you know, you have been on this journey with us from the beginning. So, you know, I know that, that's Kyle going to, going to be covered and follow your suggestions a hundred percent. Um, but I am nervous, you know, we have, um, been on the journey of the milk protein allergy. Um, you know, i I know with mommies that have been, um, also on the allergen journey, kind of find your feet and then you feel, Oh my goodness, we're going to be introducing allergens again. or are we are just going to go back to square one? Um, so I think I'm going to probably be sitting there watching like every little thing to see. I've got my allergic and my tell fast waiting you know just in case <laughs> um Absolutely. but I think with everything you know parenting I feel like you know as soon as you start getting into it and you get in momentum those sort of like anxiety and nerves start kind of you know falling away a little bit um but um yeah, I think, you know, the main thing is, is, is actually, like you say, the research is there. So, you know, if I have to delay Kyla, you know, with introducing allergens out of my own fear, I'm actually doing her disservice. So reality wise, we actually have to get onto this and, and we're just going to face it as, as it comes along. And I think that also for me the best thing is you know when we when we were doing the cow's milk protein allergy and when i was breastfeeding and then going on to formula it was a lot of you know guesswork you know is it the cow's milk is it something else whereas now i'm quite excited in that we can actually see exactly what it is you know we're going to do egg does she react to egg okay yes or no we're going to do um peanut butter does she react and and then you can have a you know a definite answer so i'm actually quite excited for that um mm-hmm. that that we can actually get the definitive answer of what she is and isn't allergic to um and then you know in, in kyla's case kath what are you suggesting that we start with so you said not cow's milk what are you yeah. suggesting we start with
1: i we're going to do cow's milk with her or soya because obviously yeah. there's always that high risk with soya as well so we yeah. would like So I would like to start her with the egg and just get her started on that. we'll do a scrambled egg. That's a nice form to Mm -hmm. do it. The important thing is that the egg must be well cooked. So you don't want any bits of raw egg. So if you're going to do a scrambled egg, just make sure the white is as cooked as the yellow because the yellow cooks quicker than the white. So you just kind of Mm want that all nicely together. Don't do a Mm -hmm. soft boiled egg because then the risk of the white you know, um, still being a bit raw around the egg yolk is, is too yeah. risky. So is the way to go. It's also soft. It's gentle. Um, and yeah. it's, it's a texture some babies really don't like. But I think what's really important is she doesn't need a whole lot. She literally yeah. needs like up to one teaspoon max. And she can just okay. get it around her face, in her mouth, help her put it to her mouth. You can do it on right. a spoon. You can do it with your fingers. She can pick it up. So you want her to engage with that egg. Okay. And um, that's that's the one I want you to start with. The important thing with mm-hmm. allergens comes to what you have been and the way you have been introduced. And so you've been very adventurous, and I'm very proud of you. You've been giving <laughs> her like the morning gem squash, and then you're doing your, your peach and your pear, and your and she's just been getting a variety every day. And I think that's yeah. amazing. I really want parents to hear out there that that's what we recommend and that's what we suggest. So just a reminder, you're not doing butternut for three days and then going on mm-hmm. to the next And Otherwise, like, it will take a lifetime. But with allergens, so when you introduce her to egg, I want you to do it for three days in a row. And I want you to do it in the morning, preferably because okay. it's the ideal just to give her body time to digest it. Right. It's important okay. to remember the first three hours, are the critical hours. Okay. And I'm using big terms and might be a bit scary, but also to remember that even though those are the critical hours, it just means that if she's going to have an allergic reaction, she will have it within those three hours. Okay. The good news is that on first exposure, the allergic reaction is not going to be a life-threatening reaction. Okay. It's going to just be a reaction to warn you that future exposures could cause a bigger problem. Okay. If she has a reaction within those three hours, you are going to need to let me know. And then okay. what we will do is we won't carry on on day two and day three with egg. We will mm-hmm. then just leave it for a few days before we do the next allergen.
0: Okay. Egg, okay. If you,
1: the egg is the, gives her a reaction. And normally the reactions would be like a skin reaction, breaking out in mm-hmm. hives. Hives. Okay be a projectile vomit. A a common reaction with egg allergy in the first reaction can be a projectile vomit. Okay. And vomit, 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 vomit because they just need to get it all out. And the body's just saying this is really dangerous, really bad. We've got to get rid of it really quickly. And that's what you see in there. And so you obviously that that you obviously it's not a nice reaction to watch and you Mm -hmm. don't want to reintroduce it if you have a reaction like that on day one. Okay. So, if the reaction is skin or or digestive, so excessive diarrhea or excessive vomiting or a severe skin reaction, then you know that this mm-hmm. is not the animal we're going to reintroduce, and we'll give you yeah, a day yeah. before we do the next one again, which will then okay. be peanut, butter, and then you will do that in the same way. So, you will do half a teaspoon to one teaspoon. Pop it on her finger, let her put it in her mouth, pop it on your spoon. You can dip something in it that she's managing to hold if she's at that stage. And that's a way that you can expose her to peanut butter, similarly with tree nut butter. And cool. then with wheat would be similar as well. Wheat, I would normally recommend pure wheat.
0: Okay.
1: So I like to actually use our local tasty wheat because I know okay. only in- there is wheat right so just cook it up and then you give her the tasty wheat and you give her a teaspoon of that and you do that also for three days so you're doing these allergens for three days three days three days three days right any reaction you also give then a break just before you start the new allergen and if if you have that reaction You're going to keep a note in a log of it, and we will need to then do blood tests to see if there really an allergy. Was it just a Mm -hmm. once or um And only based on the blood test will we decide how to introduce. But that's something we can unpack going forward. Um, But let's see what she reacts to and how she reacts over the course of the week. To weeks okay. of introducing all of these things
0: to her yeah. amazing, and I think importantly, Kath like you know obviously if there is a reaction for parents is to then stop at that food and or that allergen and make notes of it, but obviously, I'm very blessed in that I have you um to consult what who do parents you know get hold of, or what do they do if there is a concern of allergy or if their little one does have a reaction? Who do you suggest they speak to? Who do they touch base with? You know, do they have to make an appointment with an allergist or is that something, you know, way down the line? Where do they go to from there if their child does react?
1: So to be honest, um, to kind of keep stuff simple and mm-hmm. and I would continue to introduce all the allergens and make note of it. Mm-hmm. Because well, if, you're, if you introduce egg and your child has a severe reaction, just let it kind of dissipate, get the symptoms down. Obviously, if you're concerned the symptoms aren't disappearing, you're going to need to then see your pediatrician. Mm -hmm. But nine times out of 10, the symptoms will disappear within those 24 hours and your baby will be 100% fine.
0: Okay.
1: Then introduce your, if you've got this list of potential allergens that you notice your child's reacting to, if after, say you introduce egg and they react and you introduce peanuts and they react, then I would also, say more than two foods they react to quite quickly. Then I would definitely go and see your pediatrician because okay. it will just be getting some good blood test results. Based on those, then he might or she might refer you to a pediatric allergist and okay. get an allergy called if that's necessary. Um, okay, because okay. sometimes it's just a once off reaction and they don't yeah. show anything, it doesn't come up in the, in
0: the test. right. So, I think importantly, it's not panic stations as soon as no. there's a reaction. No. Leak. Okay, no. all right, that's important,
1: but just don't reintroduce it yourself until you've spoken okay. to your healthcare professional, which is invariably your pediatrician. Um, okay, and then your pediatrician will guide you and they'll run the test and then take it further. If they feel better to refer you at the get-go to the allergist and do one-off consult, that's also fine. We've got a few really good pediatric allergists. They're fantastic. And they can also just kind of put your mind at rest. Um, Absolutely. Where the allergies are. And and they often do skin pricks, which obviously Mm -hmm. your pediatrician won't do. And the allergist can do those skin pricks, which can also be helpful. That's particularly helpful if you've done, say, egg and, you're, and she reacts, and then you do peanuts and she reacts. Then yeah. in that case, it might be worth actually going to do a good skin prick test. So I think okay. basically, to sum it up, if there is more than one reaction to a food, go and see your pediatrician before carrying on. If if there's only one reaction, finish your allergen test, and then at your next visit to your paed, mention it, let's assess it, see how bad it is, and decide whether we can and how we
0: reintroduce it. Amazing. Thanks so much, Kath. I think you you've really put my mind and all the, the other mommies and daddies' minds at ease in terms of this daunting task, but that it is manageable and a little bit of a roadmap on how to go about doing it because um yeah, like I say, it can be quite daunting. So hopefully we've we've helped some mommies and daddies out there in terms of how to introduce allergens. Um, and yeah, I look forward to, to keeping you you guys all in the loop on on how Kyla's allergen journey goes.
1: Very exciting. So definitely moms and dads, tune in to our next podcast to find out how Kyla managed, Did she graduate from her allergens <laughs> or not. We'll find out next week. Um, Thank you for joining us. Thanks, Sammy, and good luck for this week. I'm sure we'll be chatting live and look forward to
0: seeing you all again. Thanks so much, Cass. See you. Bye.